The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com that's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C dot com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website, which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Over the past three messages, we've been looking at Romans chapter 10 with the idea of being ready to answer, that is, rightly dividing scriptures that may raise a question in the minds of those who don't believe like we do. Elder Buddy Abernathy has dealt with this topic very well and has given us a thorough explanation of what Romans 10 really means. Today is the conclusion of the second message that he preached on this topic, which reminds us that Romans 10 is not talking about eternal salvation, but timely or temporal deliverance. I hope you'll join us today for the conclusion of this series on being ready to answer. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. Let me 
Next verse. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now you need to see this. Verses 14 and 15, Paul is giving this sequence, this process by which the truth is proclaimed and embraced and believed and the deliverance that God's people experience in it. But Paul says this is not, as we might say, foolproof. He says they don't all obey the gospel. But you know, that, that's not God's fault, is it? No. They have not all obeyed the gospel. Then he summarizes in verse 17 many of the things that he has taught so far in the whole chapter. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. You say, Brother Buddy, I thought faith is a fruit of the Spirit. It is. There's more than one application of faith in the Bible. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit, but even looking at it as a fruit of the Spirit, it's to be cultivated and developed and strengthened. Yeah. But the faith under consideration here is a child of God placing their confidence in Christ. Yeah. You see, I'm using terminology tonight that's very similar to what some other people use that don't believe what we believe. But I want you to have confidence in Christ from the standpoint that you accept the fact He did it all. Right. A lot of God's children, listen, a lot of God's children that believe that they were saved when they accepted Christ, they need to do some accepting. They need to accept the truth that they had nothing to do with. Amen. That's the accepting we need to do. Right. So Paul says, as he summarizes, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, there are many stories about different cultures. I've heard stories about some of the Indians that lived in this country and how that though they were never exposed to the Bible, they would have a government in their communities, not everywhere all the time, but you would come across uh, times that they had a government in their community that for the most part aligned with the moral principles of the Bible. That's because there was something inside of them that knew God. They didn't know much about God, but they knew God. Paul says what the child of God needs is the Word of God, the truth. They need to hear the gospel, the good news. They need to hear Isaiah 41, 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably unto Jerusalem, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received at the Lord's hand double for all her sins. That's what they need to know. Amen. And they'll find deliverance and comfort in that. But now in verse 18, Paul's told, Paul has told us the way God has designed it. He's told us about the ordinary experience. Or, or let me say it this way. He's talked about the ordinary way that a child of God comes to know the truth. 
But in verse 18 he says, But I say, Have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the end of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found to them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Beginning in verse 18, when Paul says, but I say, he's saying, this experience of hearing preaching, believing the gospel, calling upon the Lord, and being saved, Paul says, that has not been my experience. That has not taken place, generally speaking, in my family. He says, I say, have they not heard? Paul says, they've heard. And he just established, he summarized his previous thoughts by saying, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's the way God works. He manifests his word through preaching. But uh, Paul says, have they not heard? Have not my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, have they not heard? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation will I anger you. You know why that you know the truth? It started out with God enlightening Gentiles to provoke the Israelites to jealousy. He says, I will provoke them, uh, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation. The word foolish there means a sinful nation, a people that didn't grow up in a Christian home. See, we can't relate to the background of these Greeks. You know, Corinth was a very wicked city. It was so bad that when people, when a child was living a rebellious life in another culture, they would say, he's acting like a Corinthian. It was a bad place. They, weren't, they didn't have a mom and dad that, uh, that, that read the Bible to them and had prayer at the table. They were involved in false worship that always involves immorality of the vilest sort. He says in verse 20, but Isaiah is very bold. <laughs> you know, Moses said, I'll provoke you to jealousy by a foolish nation. But he says, Isaiah is bolder than that. Isaiah said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that ask not after me. Now turn to Luke chapter 19. Notice that expression. I was found of them that sought me not. 
He says, I was made manifest, I was revealed unto them that asked not after me. Why did, the, why did the Lord do that? Well, first of all, the Jews in general had rejected that Jesus was indeed the Christ, the Savior. And notice here in Luke chapter 19, verse 37, uh, what is recorded. It says, And when he, when Jesus was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from a multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. We've got to have a little order here. Tell them to calm down. What were they all loud about? They were loud expressing how happy they were in their understanding that Jesus was a Savior. Notice the words that they used. Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Verse 40. After these Pharisees told Jesus to tell his disciples to be quiet, he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. You know what that tells me? That tells me somebody's going to be worshiping God in spirit and truth all the time. Jesus says, if you try to shut down the praise that these people are giving, I'm telling you that the stones would immediately cry out. And I believe that's what we need to keep in mind when we read Romans chapter 10, verse 20. Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he saith, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Notice again the flow of what Paul is saying. He says, men are sent to preach. People hear it. People believe it. People call upon the Lord and they're saved. We primitive Baptists have often labeled that gospel salvation. But then Paul says, though this is the way it is, verse 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He then says, but I say. Can't, a lot, can't we say that a lot of times? Lord, I know it works this way. I know this is the way you've ordained it to work. But so many times when I've tried this, they don't believe it. I tried it a couple of days ago, and it went nowhere. And the man I was talking to, you know, he would even quote these verses here in Romans 10. And I could realize that I realized there was, there was not going to be any progress made. And I sometimes will say, but Lord, have they not heard? You know, in Colossians, Paul made this statement. Look at Colossians 1.23.
If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, that is, be not moved away from the truth which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now, you weren't one of those creatures. You weren't alive then. But Paul is saying it was spread abroad. But he says here in Romans chapter 10, he said in verse 18 that their sound went into all the earth and their words into the ends of the world. But the problem is the Jews for the most part didn't receive it. You remember when Paul said to those Jews, seeing you judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. So let's notice this final verse. Romans 10, 21. <clears throat> but to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. One of the saddest portions of Scripture in the New Testament, at least in my opinion, that elaborates on the verse we just read is in Matthew chapter 23 and beginning with verse 37. Remember, Paul wanted the Israelites to be saved from ignorance. Right. He wanted them to be set free in the gospel. He wanted his brethren, his kinsmen according to the flesh to be delivered. Here Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. See that explanation point? Exclamation point. Jesus is saying, I would have gathered you together. Yeah. Yeah. He stoned the prophets. You killed the prophets, stoned them which are sent unto thee. I would have gathered you together. God didn't have some preordained purpose that the Jews would lose it and the Gentiles would get it. Jesus said, how often would I have gathered you together and you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. You know, when our current president was elected, one of the things he did, he went to Israel to the, uh, they call it the Wailing Wall. And I don't, I don't think a president has done that, at least in any recent history. But I've talked to people that have been over there in the Bible lands, and one person told me, said, you will hear everything there but the truth. They said, it's just confusion. Right. And that's what Jesus said. He said, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. In other words, any and every Jew that comes to the point that they say, yes, Jesus 
was the Savior. He was the anointed one. He was the one that the prophets told of. He is the deliverer. He is the king of, the, of kings. He, Jesus says, your house is left desolate until you are receptive to the truth. See, God will move it around based on our behavior. I believe there have been times people will say, well, if I remember hearing this growing up. If God wants the church to grow, it'll grow. And if it dies, that was just God's will. No. No way. God is predictable. Amen. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be, you'll be devoured of the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen. God said so. Right. And so that's what we need to understand, that God is predictable. They lost it because they rejected it. Right. Now I want you to notice with me here, just remove that part that says chapter 24. And let me read you verse 39 of chapter 23 and the first verse in chapter 24. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. You see that? Hasn't been back. Right. The same thing could happen to us, could it? Sure could. If we start rejecting the truth, even if we just begin rejecting the moral principles of God's word, it's not, we, you see, it's not just that as long as you believe salvation by grace, you're okay. There's more to it than that. That's the foundation. But see, those things that becometh the gospel are important. The way we live our lives reflects the true gospel, shines the light upon it. And that's what it's all about is Jesus being glorified through the truth of the gospel that gives him all the credit for salvation and how we live our lives uh, impacts that. And so we need to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. Amen. You know what has helped me so much with regard to the second coming? Don't worry about when it's going to happen. Right. But whatever generation you live in, Paul taught the first century church, yep. that's what I want you to focus on. Amen. Yeah. Somebody says, well, Paul, he must have been confused. Jesus hasn't come back yet. No, that's, that's to be the focus of the church until it happens. Right. Amen. We're not to look for the great tribulation or the, all these other ideas. We're to look for the coming of the Lord Amen. without sin unto salvation. And I want to be a part of his kingdom here until that time. I don't want to experience Jesus walking out of Zion Church or Jesus walking out of Bethlehem Church. I don't want to experience that. Lord, no. I want to experience Him dwelling among us Amen. as long as I live. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates.
If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.